Hello, good evening, everybody. Welcome to episode number 26 of the Wulong Talks podcast. We are back. Yes, indeed, we are back. I uh, hope you guys have been keeping yourselves well. Um, we're all good. My name is Jason, and I'm the host of the show, as always. Uh, and tonight, I'm joined by Big A, the Mad Geek. Uh, Big A, say what's up. Good evening. Uh, and unfortunately, we have no wrestling kid tonight. But don't worry, he'll be back on the next episode. So I know he's got his little fan base out there that, that loves to <laughs> rattle over the microphone at the beginning of these shows. So um, don't worry, he's going to be back with us soon. Um, so, yep, he'll be back. Don't worry about a thing with that. All right. Um, oh, how you been, man? As I said, it's been a while, hasn't it, since we've done Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, a lot's going on. Uh, I can never really quite remember as to, as to what's going on as, exactly. But... Um, a, Yo, I've been watching Into the Badlands, which is a fucking wicked show. Love that. I can't wait for Game of Thrones to come back, which is like back at the end of the week. And just, yeah, man, just enjoying the movies that are coming out and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys. I mean, as you know, listeners, we it's been a while since we've recorded and a lot has happened since we've been gone. So we're going to try and catch up with things over the coming weeks for a while. Um, that includes doing a Spider-Man review. So for those of you curious of about what we thought of the movie and what we liked and what we didn't like, then um, listen out for that. There'll be one coming up very soon, uh, so we'll get to work on that as soon as possible. But yeah, there's been a lot, man. Um, I should probably share with you my dirty secret. Um, I mean, Alvin already knows this, but listeners don't know. I actually went to go and see Transformers the last night. Uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The less said about that, the better. Um, I did do... Well, I was supposed to write a review and I just kind of lost the will to write like halfway through it. Um, but basically it's up on the Wulong Talks website uh, for our blog. So if you want to check that out, you can go to www.wulongtalks.com uh, and you can read my uh, review slash rant about the Transformers franchise in general, um, because that's ultimately what the review became. Um, but basically, you know, if you like these movies, then you're in potluck because it's exactly the same as all the other ones that have gone before so yeah you'll have lots of fun with it but for me it was a big no-no um and i swore i'm swear on previous episodes i swore i wasn't gonna watch it but <laughs> but there you go i guess i'm a sucker for transformers so yeah i ended up in the yeah, they pulled you back in they did they did man they did they pulled a godfather on me and <laughs> just pulled me back <laughs> in and, and that was the end of that so yeah, it is what it is. But as I said, yeah, we've, we've, there's been a lot going on. Um, the reason why we're doing tonight's podcast is uh, I wanted to do another kind of anime refresher because we did a, a, our very first podcast on anime um, some some months ago now. I mean, pretty much last year. Uh, it was last year, wasn't it? We did it? Was I think so, year? yeah. Yeah, it was last year. Um, so yeah, obviously a lot has, has changed in, in the world of anime since then, um, and there were a lot of movie adaptations coming up as well, so us being kind of the guys that we are, we watch a lot of anime, but we also you know, watch a lot of movies, as you know, so the two worlds are, are converging, um, particularly in terms of Hollywood. Hollywood just seems to be very interested in anime at the moment, um, so we're going to have a little chat about uh, some of the news that's come out surrounding some of these things, and also give you some uh, of our pitches for movies that we'd love to see, um, certainly an- anime adaptations that we'd like to see as well. So hopefully it will make for some good listening. Uh, but before we do that, 
Um, we should probably mention that um, about three weeks ago now, we had E3. Was it three weeks or four weeks out? Yeah, it's about three. Yeah, about three weeks. Yeah, 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 about this time three weeks ago, yeah. Uh, so yeah, about three uh, three weeks ago, we had E3, the massive worldwide gaming event, uh, which is designed to for the manufacturers and for the developers to show their wares to the world. And um, Big A was able to cover some of that for us and to to follow what was kind of going on. Um, so Alf, in you know, in summary, what were the kind of like the big talking points to come out of E3, and was there anything that really kind of got you excited, basically? Yeah, well, the big talking points for Microsoft was uh, the Xbox One X, formerly known as uh, Project Scorpio, which is a 4K gaming console. So it's an upgraded Xbox One uh, with an X at the end, an additional X. Uh, and, and yeah, like I said, 4K, uh, they call it a true 4K gaming console uh, with 30 frames per second. Some games it can achieve 60, but um, it still doesn't really beat the, uh, well, a 4K PC, which is actually pretty cheap to build and just the well you'd have better quality games because you can optimize it fully on pc anyway but it is a decent looking console it's the smallest xbox console there is currently and um the 500 pounds price mark for me is a bit it's a bit much if i had like the spare cash i'd definitely buy it but but you know it is it's kind of worth it but kind of not at the same time but yeah that was kind of like their main thing uh it's sony it was it was really weird it was, it was a mixed bag um, they showed look, they showed some good games, but it's games that you already knew about for the most part. Um, but look, like Uncharted, the new Uncharted looks good, uh, and so does uh, God of War as well. But other than that, it was uh, Sony didn't seem to give a shit. I think they'd kind of blown their their load the year before, um, so like they had pretty much nothing to show. I think they've got things down the line that are probably coming, which will probably look great. Um, but but yeah, their show was just like. It was pretty mediocre, especially for Sony as well, because they usually blow out of the water. And I'm, and that's hard for me to admit, because I'm an Xbox guy as well. Uh, Nintendo, they just did that weird Treehouse Live thing, stream, and they just... I didn't even watch that, but like, I heard there was a new Pokemon tournament coming out, and uh, the, there's a, a new Metro Prime 4, I believe, and some other crap, but it was just... The whole E3 was a mixed bag. It wasn't, it wasn't great, but it wasn't shit. It was just kind of like, eh, all right. And Ubisoft had a pretty good show. It wasn't. It wasn't full of cringe like it was normal years. Uh, and they got a game. There's an old game called Beyond Good and Evil, which came out time ago. And people wanted a sequel to it. They were going to do a sequel to it, and then they weren't going to do a sequel to it. And then at the end of the Ubisoft show this year, they announced Beyond Good and Evil Two, but it's a prequel, so I don't know why it's called Two. Um, and like the developers crying and all this business because he wanted to make the game for ages and all that, blah blah. Oh, yeah, and the new Assassin's Creed looks dope as well. And it's set in Egypt. There's a wicked bit where fuck it, I, I was watching it because it was uh, they showed, showed it as part of the Xbox show, and like the guy was playing it and all that. And you've got this eagle, and if you want to kind of scan the environment to kind of like know where to go to like kill an individual or whatever, assassinate someone, like you can let the eagle off into the air. And like it will, you you'll be able to control the eagle, so you can see everything because it's got because it's like the the assassin and the eagle are like it's his pet, so it can tell him as to where things are and all that kind of business. I thought that was one of the dopest things because I just wasn't expecting it at all. But yeah, newest Assassin's Creed is pretty good. I'll, I'll probably wait for that. Obviously, you had Star Wars Battlefront as well, which has a campaign this time, thank God. And you know, I'll probably get that at some point also. But yeah, like I said, a pretty mediocre show. There's some standout things, but it wasn't it wasn't that great. Mm. 
Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I struggled to kind of um, really follow the whole thing because it, it at times it, it felt like there was really nothing to get that excited about. And there was lots of kind of hardware stuff, um, which was great, but there wasn't really much in the way of games. And the games that we did see, um, aside from maybe Assassin's Creed and, and Spider-Man looked really cool. Um, oh yeah, Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah, that was probably the highlight of the Sony show, actually, Spider-Man, seeing that. And um, Crackdown, uh, you know, finally getting yeah. a Crackdown sequel. That, that Thank God. As well, yeah, <laughs> at last. Um, but yeah, aside from that, it, it just felt like they were they really weren't that focused on uh, showing too much software at all. It was all about kind of the, the mm. hardware, 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 which I guess is fine if you're really into you know that that side of, of the gaming world and you're really into the, the the kind of tech side of things. But um, you know, as an event, if E3 wants to kind of you know align itself in terms of spectacle with you know, the, the likes of things that you get like San Diego Comic-Con or, um, you know, the, uh, what's the name of the mobile phone event? I've forgotten the name of it now. Um, mobile phone? I, I, I have no idea. Yeah, there's a big... I have no idea. It was like a mobile phone convention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, well, that shows you how far their penetration is. But yeah, they do have one. Jesus. In, it's usually in Barcelona every year, I think it is. Oh, I so, think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of like CES port for phones, kind of that, that kind yeah, of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. But even with that, I mean, there's even though the so the penetration isn't that deep with it, it's still more of a show in the sense that um, you know they realise that the entertainment factor is just as important as the announcements themselves. So that it, it's all about kind of sucking in you know the audience to it. Um, whereas E3 is still kind of a little bit not sure whether it's a convention or it's just, you know, a, mm. a, an industry showcase or it still seems to be kind of trying to work that out. So, Yeah, it's transitioning. Yeah. So it's becoming it's becoming like you could buy tickets to go to it this year, whereas mm. previously years it was it was just uh, industry. Whereas I think it's evolving. I think it's changing and you'll probably see more of a con vibe in the uh, in the coming years. Yeah, no doubt, man, no doubt. Well, listeners, um, before we get into the anime stuff as well, I should just let you know that I finally got a PlayStation 4. Um, Have you? After, when yeah, did you get that? Uh, God, when did I get it now? Uh, two weeks ago? So, so what, yeah. you're playing Yakuza on the other day? Yeah, that's what I was playing it on, man. Is it Yakuza 0 you've got? Yes, indeed, sir. <laughs> you know, I could, oh, my gosh, all right, all right. You know, I, I didn't know, like, I, like, I saw the picture, <laughs> but I, did, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way I could let it slip me by, man. So, yep, Yakuza well, 4 is uh, kicking off on my PS4 at the moment. Um, I'm not doing any online play at the moment because, A, I'm a bit tight and I don't really want to pay monthly to play online. And, B, <laughs> I'm antisocial as a gamer. I don't like playing with other people. But, Old school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, that will probably change uh, down the road, depending on you know what other games I pick up and stuff. So if there's any PS4 owners out there who are listening who can recommend some good games for me to pick up for somebody who's an antisocial gamer, um, then please let me know. Uh, I've also uh, managed to get hold of a couple of games in the Steam sale as well. Um, hey. So I've got Fez, which I'm just I'm struggling with Fez. But, <laughs> Like, I don't know why I'm struggling, but I'm struggling with it. Um, it's a good game. It's it's a lot of fun, mm. and especially for something that you can just kind of pick up and play. It's 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 really cool. 
Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really struggling with it. Uh, I got a Counter-Strike as well. Oh, um, really? I haven't even cracked open yet. It's just sitting there on my laptop. I haven't even attempted to play it yet. Um, and I've got something else and I've forgotten the name of it. Ah, oh, the name is completely forgotten. But it was another indie game anyway, because it was down to like sort of yeah. £1.50 or something like that. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll pick that up. But I have to say, man, the, the Steam thing is is dope, like, because it's just... See? It's, yeah, it's so easy. Like, <laughs> you're slowly been drawing me... been saying for such a long time. Yeah, man, you're slowly drawing me over to the to the PC Master Race side, because, yeah, Steam, Steam is dope. Like, it, it's so <laughs> to pick up a game. Um, yeah. Dirt cheap, you know, and the games are all pick up and play games. They're not games where you have to. There's always a sale on as well. It'll be like a weekend sale as well, you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, throughout the year, man, if you check it every now and again, and if you add games to your wish list, it'll tell you when they're on sale. That's when you pick it up for for a cheap man, for cheap man. PC gaming is so much cheaper than console gaming, but but yeah, I'm glad you're like like seeing the light and it's like a religious experience. It is, man. It is. It's a baptism, sure. All right. Well, let's get on to the anime chat anyway, because that's what this uh, podcast is supposed to be mm-hmm. about. So let's get down to it. So um, one of the things that uh, we wanted to talk about was the Cowboy Bebop um, news. So there was news that, that came out uh, last month that a TV adaptation is actually in the planning. Now, those of you that know us um, will know that the name Wulong Talks comes, of course, from the TV show Cowboy Bebop. Um, we love it, especially the Rustin Kid, Richard. He like absolutely adores that show. Um, and it is amazing that this show has remained so popular considering it ended, you know, years ago. Um, I, I think it ended in 2001 or something like that originally. Uh, so for it to end, you know, so many years ago and, and still be within the, the popular consciousness today is, is testament to kind of how amazing that show is. So um a movie adaptation has been you know floating around hollywood for years it's been stuck in development hell at one point keanu reeves was attached to it and then he wasn't and you know different directors have come and gone different writers have come and gone um and now we get this news that it's going to be a a tv show um now when i heard that i thought okay well you know i can see kind of where a cowboy bebop tv show could work especially on you know with with all the, the kind of um streaming platforms that we have now, um, you know, like Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and and all of these different kind of things um, that are out there. Uh, You know, there's no reason why a show like that can't work. Um, I've also been watching American Gods, which I absolutely love as well. Um, And American Gods has, has kind of shown me that nothing is, you know, unfilmable. American Gods is a book that I believe you could never uh, film at all. And yet they've, they've managed to draw out, a, you know, a, a solid narrative out of that and, and characters and, and make it make sense to people who are not familiar with that book at all. So, you know, if they can do it with American Gods, there's no reason why they can't do it with Cowboy Bebop. Um, Alf, what were your thoughts when you saw that they were planning to do a TV show instead of a movie? Do you think the, the TV format is a good idea or do you think they probably should have stuck with, with doing a movie instead? My initial thoughts were, what the fuck? And, um, and you know, I was kind of like, because a lot of time when they adapt anime, they're like, oh, it's going to be a film, it's going to be a film. It doesn't always need to be a film to adapt something. And I, I, also, I do like the TV format, especially as to how it is nowadays. Like, if they're going to do, like, 10 episodes of it and say, 
an hour long each, then like I'd, I think I'd be down for that. I prefer that because uh, obviously they're not gonna, you know, they're not gonna do like twenty minute episodes like the uh, like the anime because that's way too short for live action. Um, but no, I'm, I was quietly surprised. I was kind of like, oh, that's that's interesting. I'm glad. I'm kind of glad they didn't do a movie just because if they blow it, that's it, no more. You know what I mean? Whereas if the TV series, if that, if that's, if it's pretty decent, but yeah, for whatever reason, they don't do a second season. At least you've got that ten hours worth of entertainment, for example, and you know, with some hit or miss episodes. But I, I think TV might be the better way to go because that way you can really get into the characters, you can introduce everyone, uh, and just get to know kind of like uh, well the solar system as it is in Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that that's the thing that I like the most about the idea of it being a TV show is is the fact that you have time. Um, you know, if if they take the kind of view that TV shows nowadays, especially, you know, a lot of these web series that are, are popping up as said on streaming sites, if you take the view that rather than being a, you know, a network television show, which each episode has a beginning, middle and end, um, and rather take the, the view that, you know, you're telling a story over, you know, 10, 12 episodes, then you can take your time to kind of explain a little bit about the characters. You can take your time to build the world and to familiarize people with, with space, as you said, and the solar system and the concepts behind the series. And, um, you know, and that way you can do some justice to it. So, you know, a TV series to me is, is a really, really good way to go. Also, it helps to keep the cost down as well, because, um, you know, when this news came out, we would, uh, I was talking to rich kid and we were saying, you know, a TV series is a lot cheaper to make than a mm. movie. So as you said, you know, if you make a movie, you're, you're talking about, a you know, a $250 million movie, um, including marketing budget and all of that. Um, if that flops, then that's it. You know, you've lost money and, you know, everybody's just looking to pull the plug as, as fast as possible um, to cut their losses with a TV show. You know, if one episode didn't quite work out or, you know, even if you do like a season, and the season doesn't quite work out, you can still say, okay, well, you know, if there's enough of an interest around the series in spite of the flaws, mm. then we can course correct. We can do another season and we can rectify the things that have gone wrong previously. Um, so with a TV show, you've got that that room to, to kind of maneuver uh, creatively. Um, and it also means, you know, you, you get the opportunity to cast actors in different parts that perhaps, um, you know, don't have to worry about like, you know, what the, the, the image has on, on their role and, and things like that. And what, you know, how the role will affect their professional image going forward, because you can get people to commit to doing, you know, two or three seasons of something. Um, and they don't come with any baggage as well. You can pick somebody who's not necessarily that well known. Um, you know, you can pick up and, up and comers rather than, you know, having to go to established stars to carry this project because you're worried about who's going to be, you know, interested in it. So it, it gives them a lot more room for maneuver. So a TV show for me, you know, I think it, it definitely works. Um, all I will say is they have to do Ed and Ayn right. <laughs> like they have yeah. to do them right. Because them two characters for me, like, you know, I love all the characters in the series, I do, and, and for different reasons. Um, you know, Spike, I love his I love his kind of melancholy and, and his cool. He's that kind of 
almost classic, um, like like a classic kind of nineteen fifties, you know, film noir kind of hero in the sense that he's, yeah, you know, he's at heart an honest guy, but he's had to do some dirty things to get by. Um, you know, Faye is is an enigma wrapped in a mystery, and and that's great. I love that. Um, you know, Jet is the kind of guy who's the world weary, you know, detective who's who's kind of yeah, well traveled. You know, tried to do right, but has probably seen too much shit in his life, and has just got to a point where he's like, you know what, is it worth me still doing this? Um, but Ed and Ayn are, you know, they're the heartbeat of that show. They're the ones who kind of inject the, you know, often they're the ones who inject the humor. They're the ones who who kind of provide the catalyst for things to happen within the story. So you have to get those two right, um, and. I mean, the, the the dog Einstein is is going to be easy enough to 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 do. We one would think if you can get you know a trained beagle, and there should be plenty of them out there, then that's fine. But um, but Ed, she's really really tricky because it can go either way. You could get somebody who kind of overplays it a bit too much, and then it comes a, a bit cloying and and cloying and you know annoying and a bit kind of you know it becomes tough basically to to do it in a convincing way so so yeah the casting really is going to be key i mean assuming that they green light this this series and they go ahead with it um you know casting is really going to be key but did i read somewhere that it was one of the x-men writers who's involved in this or or did i get that wrong uh i you know what i actually don't i think the x-men writers was uh zach penn was involved with the Matrix reboot. I don't know if he's involved in this. I think he might be right because I kind of remember hearing something similar to that. But I'll have to double check. Yeah, I'll have to double check that and and find out uh, for you listeners. I I think there is one of the the X Men writers involved. Um, but I know the the opinion online has been mixed as as you would expect because it's the internet. <laughs> Nobody ever is in agreement on anything there. Um, you know, some people have been quite positive about it and others have been like, no, Hollywood keeps fucking everything up, stay away from it. Um, so in a word, good idea, bad idea, Al? Uh, I will say it's an okay idea. If they get it right, then, you know, it, it could be pretty good. You know what I mean? If they, like, if they take the heart of it, which is kind of like the music, the style, the character histories and all that kind of stuff, if they take that and do their own thing with it, but it doesn't stray too far away, then um, then yeah, I'm okay with that. If they kind of just take the concepts and just do some next kind of show that doesn't even have any of the jazz and blues music and all that kind of stuff and the beat boppy kind of 50s music, like the beatnik kind of thing, then then now I'm I'm out. Mm-hmm. Oh, the writer is um, it's Chris Yost, who uh, who wrote Thor. Ah, that's it. Sorry, yeah, it's that's cool. it is. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, it wasn't X Men. Thanks, Al. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that, that that could be interesting. I mean, Chris, your stuff did a pretty good job with the four script. So, um, yeah, it could it could work. Um, for me, I think I'm like you, really. I'm I'm, in a word, I'm yes, tentatively yes, I suppose, like mm. kind of half thumbs up. Um, I think the 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 TV idea definitely can work, but there's two people that have to be involved in this in some capacity. Shinichiro Watanabe and Yoko Kano. If one yeah. of those two is not involved, I, I don't know if I'm going to be like, I don't know if I'm going to be <laughs> feeling it, to be honest. I mean, I'd love for Yoko Kano to do the music. 
yeah, Watana Bay can just be, you know, a consultant. That's fine. He doesn't yeah. have to be writing all the episodes and stuff and, you know, and getting involved in directing and all of that, all of that. as long as he's there as a consultant, then um, I guess that would mean there'd be some kind of quality control. So, you know, we can expect there would be something more in line with, with kind of the, the vision that he delivered with the TV series, with the original um, animated series. So um, something like that. And Yoko Kano, yeah, she... <laughs> Sorry, but like, <laughs> big up the seat belts and and yeah, together because right? like otherwise it's like you said it's not going to work without that music. It has to be that um, because you know if you, if you know Shinichiro Watanabe's work, you know music always plays a, a big part in any anime he does. Um, music is as much a character as, as as any of the characters that he writes or or creates. So there has to be um, you know that that music there for it to work. So. We shall wait and see. Um, there's been no further announcements so far, so there's been no confirmation on anything. So we're we're kind of just speculating here, listeners, really. But um, we'll wait and see. You know, we'll wait and see what happens. So let's move on. That brings me uh, swiftly on to another popular anime, which is well, we definitely know we're getting because it's going to be out on Netflix very soon, um, and that is Death Note. There is actually a Hollywood live action. Uh, movie that will be coming out on Netflix very soon. Um, is it out in August, Arvin? Do you remember? Or is it? Uh, yeah, I think it's around there. It's pretty soon. Yeah, it's either August or September, if I remember. Um, please correct us if, if we're wrong, listeners. Um, but I think it's sometime either around August or September that it's due to come out. Uh, they recently released another trailer for that as well. Um, I don't know if you saw the most recent trailer. Oh? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because um, I watched it too, and um, Death Note is a show that I'm really, really passionate about. Like, I love that show. Um, when I first saw it, I was, you know, it was years ago, years and years ago when I was um, working in retail, and a friend of mine actually told me about it, you know, and was like, yo, you need to watch this show, Death Note. And I was like, what's that? And um, I read the premise, and I was like, okay, it's, it's kind of interesting, so let me check it out. And I watched it and I was like, holy crap, this is like if Alfred Hitchcock had, you know, had been on a plane that crash landed in Japan and he was like, yeah, let me start writing movies, you know, for a Japanese audience. Because <laughs> that, that was what Death Note hit me with. I was like, the way these characters are all flipping, like, morally ambiguous, you know, they're all kind of like bizarre. They've all got weird quirks. Um, there's demons, there's murder, there's like conspiracy, there's plot twists galore. Like I was like, this this is just perfect. I love this, you know. Um, so when they announced they were doing a, a live action movie for Netflix, um, instead of Hollywood version, uh, because there's been Japanese versions before, um, but we don't talk about those because boy, they're bad. <laughs> <laughs> But um, so when they said they were doing one, I was, you know, it piqued my interest. Um, a lot of what I saw in the initial trailer, I was a bit like, I don't, I don't really know about this. You know, it, it kind of felt like it was being made almost for the MTV generation. And I say the MTV generation because it isn't even, it didn't even feel like a film made for millennials. It felt like a film being made for an audience from 1992 to 1996. Like, <laughs> it just, you know, none of True the, that actually. 
none of the characters felt modern in any way and it, it was just really odd um the character the guy who's playing light um i've forgotten his name now his, his name escapes me but um he came across really like just as a wet blanket you know he didn't have any kind of charisma or you know the kind of ego that that light has i mean for for those of you listening who who've watched the show i mean you you'll know light is a very you know he's a borderline uh, psychopath with with a massive ego um and none of that came through in the trailer and you know i don't know if they were trying to kind of hold things back for the movie and not trying to give away too much in the trailer but it just yeah none of that that worked for me at all um so anyway, we've we've got a, a new trailer that came out uh, a couple of weeks ago as well, uh, and this one actually gives us a bit of a glimpse um, at the Shinigami as well, and it also gives us a bit more of a of a kind of a glimpse into the world that they're trying to create. Um, Alvin, did you see the second trailer first of all? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't. I... I know fuck all about Death Note. Uh, I've only heard of it in passing, obviously, like, seeing kind of images from it and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It was just like, yeah, I just watched the trailer. I was like, oh, okay, this, uh, this is what they're doing then. And then, like, I just read people's reactions to it, and they were fucking annoyed, man. They were pissed. So, obviously, you know, things have gotten wrong. I mean, the tone of it, it like you said, it did seem like kind of like a pre-2000s kind of like teen movie, like proper MTV generation now that I think of it. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I mean, I I think I might just have to check it out just so I can like understand as to why people are freaking out about it. But I think most people, most people are freaking out about it actually want kind of US money to fund kind of like a Japanese version, live action version. But that's not, that's that's not how business works, man. That's not what they're going to do. They're going to, they're going to just take the story and plop it in the US and unfortunately that's that's just how to do it so there's no point in people being angry about that to be honest I reckon like you know they should just just see it and then they make your judgments but yeah but but to be fair though because then because like people like yourself know the story that well and how everything's supposed to be if the tone is off the tone is off yeah, I mean, it, it, that, that's just what it felt like to me, especially when I watched the second trailer. Um, you know, one thing that they did in the trailer is they kind of emphasized action a bit more, um, mm. which I guess is is good if, if you know, you're not familiar with Death Note at all. Um, you know, it makes sense to kind of give a, a, a sense that, you know, there's a lot of dramatic kind of things going on and, and big set pieces. But really, that's not the appeal of... of the anime um you know the anime really doesn't have any any kind of big set pieces at all in fact it's you know the appeal of of the anime was the fact that it was kind of you know a mental chess battle it was a game of cat and mouse um as said between you know uh the investigator uh, l and you know the criminal light and it was how that kind of played out with all these other pieces um, on the chess table who were basically other people and how they were maneuvering these these pieces around to try and, and you know, catch one or the other. That was really kind of the, the big appeal. And then obviously um, you had uh, Ryuk, who's the, the Shinigami, um, who is the, the catalyst for the whole series. Basically, for, for those that don't know, um, Ryuk is... is uh, 
I guess he's like an angel of death um, is, is a way of kind of explaining it. A death god, I guess, is, is how they refer to it in Japanese. Um, so he's like, you know, this this god who lives in the underworld and basically he's bored of, of being in the underworld and, and wants to have a little bit of fun. So he takes this thing called a death note and drops it into the human world to see what will happen. Um, and then Light, this, this student called Light Yagami, um, finds the death note and um, discovers what the death note's power is and, and the fact that if he writes somebody's name in that, they'll die. Um, and then he can manipulate how they die and, and when they die and all of these kind of things. Um, so you get a bit, you know, you, you get a little bit of, of Ryuk in, in the trailer for uh, the live action movie as well. Um, and I have to say, it is a stroke of genius that they got uh, Willem Dafoe to do his voice. That's that's brilliant. Yeah, that was <laughs> absolutely brilliant. Like stroke of genius. Because if you ever, you know, kind of watch the original anime, um, the the Japanese actor who does his voice really kind of sounds like Willem Dafoe. So, you know, they, he really was the logical choice for for this character. So for them to get him is, um, you know, is a big coup. So. Kudos to them for, for that. Um, L is is being played by uh, Lakeith Stansfield, who was in Get Out, um, who's a black actor. Um, not yeah, people are people pissed were, about that. Yeah, not a lot of people were, were happy about that. <laughs> but, um, as, as you rightly said, Alv, if, you know, if they're going to do an American version of it, then, mm. you know, one shouldn't be surprised that um, you know, L is uh, not Japanese um, as, as he is yeah. in, in the original anime. Um, that also opened up the whole debate around whitewashing and the character of, of Light as well being played by a white actor. Um, you know, my take on it was I wasn't really happy that they'd gone with a white actor for the role, but if you accept, as as you said, that this is an American version, then I guess, you know, you could kind of explain it away in that way. Um, although there are plenty of, you know, Asian American actors out there who could have taken the role uh, and you could have still kept it American. But there you go. Um, but the, the whole kind of tone was was the problem for me, really. The, the, you know, as you said, the tone fell off. It didn't feel like um, I was going to get that kind of you know, that psychological thriller that, that Death Note is, it, it felt like kind of a, an action movie for the, the, the teen generation. So, yeah, I was very disappointed with the, the, the live action trailer, really, as you can tell, listeners. So um, I don't know. We'll, we'll, again, it's another one. We'll just have to wait and see, really, what they dish up for it. Um, but Alf, as somebody not familiar with Death Note, would you be curious in it based on those two trailers that you've seen? Uh, <clears throat> to be honest, no, not really. I mean, from what you said, it is it's more kind of like a psychological kind of thing, like with a much kind of like slower, introspective kind of pace going on to it. Whereas that, I don't know, there's just something about it that originally I thought it was going to be a, t a TV show. I didn't know, I didn't know it was going to be a film, but I don't know. There's this that really doesn't doesn't make me want to watch it. It makes the only reason I want to watch it is so I can see other people's reactions to it. Mm. You know what I mean? So I know as to what they're referring to when they say they didn't like this, that, and the other, and blah, blah. blah. But other than that, I, I literally have no interest, unfortunately. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I do wonder how much it's going to appeal to people who aren't already 
familiar with with death note um i, I really do it's it, it's not that it was necessarily a bad choice um for an adaptation i think it's a great choice for an adaptation of said because of the the fact that it's so eminently you know filmic in the way that it's um in the way that the original anime is presented so uh, i don't think it's it's a problem that they did that i think it's just the execution may be um an issue but again all we can do is is wait and see uh the show i i believe i said is, is going to be out in september so uh we'll have a look there oh, it's august 25th oh it's august right okay yeah it's august 25th yeah Oh, holy crap. Isn't that like the week after The Defenders comes out? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Because that's oh. the 18th, isn't it? Yeah, because The Defenders... Yeah, it's literally a week after, yeah. Literally a week after. Okay. Yeah, Netflix trying to own the summer, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, we've not got long to wait, I guess. So we'll find out pretty soon um, how that shapes up to be. But yeah, listeners, let us know uh, if you're Death Note fans and what you think of the movie and what you've seen of the trailer so far are you excited are you interested do you think they're whitewashing the whole thing you know what what's your take uh, let us know um i'll let you know how to get in touch with us at the end of the show all right well that brings us on to us talking about our choices really because as, as we said um you know at the top of the show anime is is kind of the thing that hollywood is turning to at the moment uh, for ideas because you know Hollywood always runs out of ideas that's why they do so many remakes so um, you know anime seems to be the thing at the moment that's fallen under the spotlight uh, and we have a number of different kind of adaptations that, that are coming up or are being talked about uh, Akira is still in development hell I mean that's been in Fucking no stop for... don't ever do it <laughs> that's been in development hell for what 20 years and i hope now? it remains there i hope <laughs> it remains there because look they don't look the fucking all these like all the little bits that you've heard from it and all that kind of business it's just you just know they're just going to turn it into an action flick and it's it's so much deeper than that there's, yeah. there's it's so much more complex like there's political stuff going on with like uh, what's going on in society and all, all that kind of business. they'll never get it right they'll never get it right no matter what they do They'll never get it right. The only way it's right is in graphic novel form and the anime that we've already got. That's it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Sorry, I just feel really passionate about that. <laughs> I just had to get that out. Oh, but yeah, sorry, yeah, I interrupted. Sorry, you were saying. No, no, no. That's, that's, I mean, yeah, Kira is one of those, again, it's it's so, you know, as, as Alvin demonstrated, it's so beloved. It's really tricky to pull that off. Really tricky. And you know, if you don't get talent involved that is, you know, number one, a big fan of, of the original anime, and number two is well-versed in the complexity of that anime and the different kind of issues that it's dealing with, then that can be a horrible, horrible movie. I mean, um, Alv, you and I, I don't think we ever got to, to talk on the podcast about Ghost in the Shell, um, but we both saw that uh, yeah. movie as well. Um you know, my take was, uh, I mean, I, I don't know Ghost in the Shell as well as you do, so I'll let you say have more to say on this. But, you know, my take was, as, as somebody who is kind of familiar with it and has seen some of it, it, it felt a little bit stripped down, I guess, which is always was always going to be the way because it's a movie and you're trying to make a movie of something, you know, that that's very, very dense. I mean, yeah, I know there were, you know, different anime movies as well. Um, as opposed to an ongoing series as such, but 
it's so dense that you know you you kind of need time to tell like all of the details and to explore kind of all of the issues about you know politics and existentialism and you know and, and understanding our, our place in in the world and what makes us human and all of these kind of things um and it felt like the movie kind of just skated across the top of it and didn't really try to go too far down the road because it was trying to make a hollywood action movie um so what you know what was your take on on ghost in the shell did you find that as well or did you <sighs> It, it was quite it was quite difficult because like essentially what you said is 100% correct uh, the movie is very shallow um, instead of instead of trying to do their own thing like uh, standalone complex standalone complex on a rise um, and obviously the, the movie as well they all kind of based everything that they did on the manga mm. and then they went from there with their own thing and turned Ghost in the Shell into their own thing because that first anime that we've got that isn't actually anything like what the manga is like it's very different although they have borrowed story elements from it and created a wicked story around it um whereas this film just tried to copy that that first 95 anime man and that that was a mistake because even on, on the fact that it's only like 80 or 90 minutes long like it's this movie super deep it's like that cool hard cerebral sci-fi you know what i mean whereas with this anything that was smart and intelligent they obviously stripped away and they just replaced it with uh, we've taken your identity. You're not, you're not who you think you are. Mm. Discover who you are, movie. You know what I mean? That's what they did, and that that's a fucking shame because the movie looked good. There was great production design in there, and actually there was some pretty decent performances. The guy who played Bato was like on point. It was it was exactly like Bato from the movies, mm. uh, from the '95 movie especially. Um, but yeah, it just <clears throat> it just wasn't. This, it was it was nothing. It was lukewarm. It was like having a warm, a, a slightly cold coffee. Like it was it was all right, you know what I mean. But overall, it was just a bit of shit. And it's because they didn't source material and then do their own thing with it. Hmm. They looked at a seminal, a wicked, like fucking held up there anime film, and kind of tried to do a live action, a dumb version of that. It's like what why <laughs> why did you do that like you even had the scene with the tank and all that that scene with the fucking multi-ped tank in the uh towards the end of the movie and that is is such a great fucking scene and the juxtaposition of the music it's almost like godlike and all that kind of business and like where she's trying to rip the top of the tank off it's an amazing scene in animation when they did that in the film fucking it lasted like 10 seconds and it was bullshit it was just fucking boring i was just like because i was like yes the tank maybe this will finally get good and it just didn't and also they literally they literally whitewashed matoka kusanagi like in that film she was an asian woman obviously the fucking the tucker made her think she was white and then when she goes to visit her mum, but yeah I'm, I'm digressing but yeah fucking like literally everything about it was just it just wasn't right i mean i wouldn't be offended if they did a sequel and corrected things but that's that's not going to happen that this is the only go to the shell film that's going to be for a while yeah. but yeah i did they need to look at the source material look at the manga if the manga is the first thing that that there was look at that and then decide as to what elements you want to take and adapt it that's what they need to do with akira but i don't think they've figured out that, that out yet no, no chance. I don't think they're going to get anywhere close to that with Akira, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, Thank God. they're 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 going to keep trying, though. They're going to keep trying. <laughs> yeah, did I answer your question? I don't know if I answered your question. I just feel like I ranted. Oh no, no, no! Totally, totally, man. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> oh man. Uh, you made your point. You made your point. 
But um, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, yeah, in terms of Ghost of the Shell, I mean, I can't disagree with anything you said, really. It, it kind of left me with, with the same kind of feelings. Um, and yeah, that is what worries me about uh, Akira, really, um, and how they're going to handle it. Uh, I know that they were speaking to um, uh, Jordan Peele, who's the writer and director of Get Out, um, and from the Keen Peele comedy show. Um, but apparently he kind of turned it down. I think he did have a meeting with them, but he turned it down because he... My choice, officially, man. Officially, he said, you know, he didn't really feel like he wanted to do like a big studio movie at this point. You know, he still wants to kind of tell his own story. But I reckon he probably went in there and was like, yeah, you know, I'd love to do like a kind of political kind of, you know, thriller. And they were like, no, nah, man, <laughs> we want an action movie with explosions. Like, and he was like, okay, peace. <laughs> and then they kicked out so um, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll wait and see what happens with with Akira. But we have got a few ideas of our own. Well, I definitely have got two ideas of my own for uh, movies that they can make in Hollywood and not fuck up. Um, so, and we asked you, our listeners, to come up with some ideas as well. Um, so we've got a few of those we're going to go through. Um, but firstly, yeah, let's let's jump to ours, man. So. Um, Alf, is there any kind of anime out there right now, uh, whether it be a new one or a slightly older one that you think that Hollywood could adapt and adapt reasonably successfully? And if so, like, how would you kind of pitch it to them? Hello, you there? Yeah, I'm there. Yeah, that dropped out for a second, didn't it? Sorry, uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, if I was going to adapt... If I was going to adapt an anime, kind of like a recent anime, uh, it'd be Boku no Hero Academia, My Hero Academia, uh, just because it's superheroes uh, and it's very action-packed. And if Hollywood can do anything, right, it's, I think they'd, they'd literally they'd do it 100% justice. Well, hopefully they would, especially if I was involved with it. It would get done properly. It would get done right. And I think it could make quite like an interesting film because all the heroes are kind of out there and it's pretty lighthearted. It's kind of almost family friendly in a way, but it'd probably end up being a PG-13, 12A anyway. But yeah, that, that would definitely be a show I think that could you could uh, translate well to, to kind of Western audiences, especially because one of the main characters in it, uh, a hero called All Might, is... I'm pretty sure he's be like uh, an American because he says things like Detroit Smash when he punches things. Things right. so like, so like, yeah. I can't see any reasons to why you couldn't like set that in America and do something pretty decent with it. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've not actually watched out. That's one of like many that have passed me by recently. There's quite a lot of new ones that have come out that have just completely passed me by. I mean, like the only thing I've been like super invested in at the moment is um, Attack on Titan. Um, yeah, oh my god, yeah. Did you see the last episode? Oh, it was so dumb. Did you see the second to last episode? Commander Irwin? Fucking yeah. badass. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Not so good. Attack on Titan season two. What the fuck are you waiting for? Go and watch it now. It's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Like, that is, is a, a series I would love Hollywood to do. But then at the same time, I wouldn't want them to do it. I just want them to fund it, if you know what I mean. So like, yeah. If they yeah, I know what you mean. Funding so you could get their visual effects. Because I saw the Attack on Titan live action movie and, you know, it's a game attempt, but the Japanese just don't have the, the access to, you know, the, the technology the that budget. it has. So 
Um, they couldn't really deliver the, the action scenes in the way that, you know, the animated series does. But yeah, my God, Attack on Titan, oof, season two, go go and watch it. <laughs> go and watch it, listeners. Don't, don't waste time. Go and watch it. But um, yeah, for my choices for movies, I, I came up with two. Um, the first one is a really old school one. Uh, this one is called GTO, uh, aka Great Teacher Onizuka. Um, for those who've never heard of that before, basically it's a comedy series and it's a bawdy comedy as in like it's a very raunchy, very non-PC, very non-PG comedy. Um, it's about a teacher, um, well, a guy who's training to be a teacher. He's a reformed or slightly reformed motorcycle uh, gang member from Japan um, who decides he wants to become a teacher and go, takes this crash course in um, on-the-job training at a high school. Uh, part of the reason why he does it is because he seems to think that he's just going to get lots and lots of hot teenage girls. Um I told you this thing is not PC at all. Yeah. <laughs> now, the reason why I picked it is because if you look at like kind of the success of things like Eastbound and Down and, um, you know, similar kind of, of, of shows in, in that vein, com American comedy shows in that vein, um, you know, they're very, there's clearly an audience for, for, that type of a, a character, a character that that just kind of says what people are scared to say and really doesn't give a fuck. Um, but it's also kind of stupid. So you can laugh at their stupidity as well, because they, they, you know, will generally do something idiotic that will get them into some kind of position that they didn't have to be in. Um, so GTO for me is something that can definitely work as an American adaptation because it's the, the premise is so simple. Um, and because it's, you know, it, it, it's just that kind of, as I said, that that kind of very, very close to the edge humor that works very well and translates very well across the world, really. Um, you know, everybody can laugh at, at fart jokes. It's just, it's a universal thing. Like, so it's, it, it doesn't require anything, you know, to, to be changed, so to speak. Um, how you get away with a, a teacher who wants to chase teenage girls, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> day and age, you're probably going to have some problems. But then at the same time, you know, as I said, if you're prepared to go, like, all out and just say, you know what, this is a, a, a non-PC comedy that, that basically is just going to be, like, yeah, we're, we're going to throw shit enough shit at the wall to see what sticks, then, you know, it can, it can work. Um, so, yeah, GTO is, was one of my choices. Uh, and the other one is Black Lagoon. Um, Black Lagoon I picked out because um, it's, again, very, very easy to kind of translate it. But for those who don't know, Black Lagoon is um, an action series. Um, it basically is, is set somewhere in, in the very near future. And it's essentially a group of, of modern day pirates um, who are gun runners, who are um, smugglers who perform like a number of odd jobs. If you think of like the 18, but on water, um, that's essentially what the, the cast of Black Lagoon are basically. So that's effectively what they are. And, and they just do kind of do, as said, uh, various kind of odd jobs for, for various criminal backgrounds. They have a, a relationship with um, a Russian gangster who uh, is like just one of the hottest characters I've ever seen in my life. 
Um, she's just oh, she's got an eye patch and a scar on her face. I don't know what it is about a woman with a <laughs> scar on her face that does it for me, but jeez. <laughs> but oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> so Black Lagoon is um, is like I said, an action series, and it, it kind of centers partly um, around a, a character called Rock, who's a, a Japanese businessman who's very kind of straight laced and, and kind of doesn't you know, very much a career man or is trying to build his career in, you know, in the finance sector and he gets kidnapped um, by the crew of the Black Lagoon. Um, and um, amongst them is uh, this gunslinger called Revy. Uh, she's also known as Revy Two Hands because she always has um, these twin automatics that she carries on uh, on each side of her waist. Um, and basically it's like watching uh you know a john woo movie in in anime that's essentially what it is it's loads of slow-mo it's loads of two guns three guns four guns five guns being fired it's massive body counts it's you know morally ambiguous characters it's you know revy saying fuck <laughs> every so often um you know it's it's like i said balls to the wall kind of action so i think it could really work um as a as a kind of movie and especially seeing how you know something like john wick has been so successful where you know they've been able to kind of build a, a story um that's very simple does, didn't require lots of you know kind of background and, and lots of kind of world building and things like that to work but with cool action scenes um you know if you imagine that then uh, that's kind of what i would imagine in my head uh, a black lagoon movie would look like so yeah, definitely go for that. So, what do you think, Alf? Any of those working for you? Uh, wait, is it Black? You know, I kind of want to see that GTO one just because it's weird. <laughs> just it's, it's very, insane, it's, yeah, yeah, it's very Japanese sounding. Like, you know, how to do that kind of like, just like one of those kind of things with boobs in it and all that yeah, kind of business. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, what? <laughs> well, the show actually turns out to be pretty good. It's sleazy as hell, but the, the, the show is actually <laughs> yeah. really, really good. Like, it, the, the funny thing is on the surface, it's it's all about the sleaze, but underneath that, it, there's actually a very serious story they're telling about kind of responsibility mm. and um, understanding, you know, teenagers and the, the difficulties that they can go through and how um you know sometimes adults just kind of dismiss the the, the things that the teenagers are dealing with and um you know people kind of trying to find their their place in the world and, and and all of those kind of things so there's a lot going on but on the surface it's yeah it's perverted on the surface yeah so yeah that can work that can work but um black lagoon that, have you seen black lagoon the anime before no i've never seen it it's again it's one of those things i've heard in passing but you described it as the a-team in in uh on water <laughs> which is pretty <laughs> fucking just pretty hilarious to be honest so i mean there's so much anime that hopefully like a bit well you can't check out everything but hopefully you know some of those i'll be able to check out at some point it's just not a lot of fucking time i'll have to wait until i retire or some shit yeah that's the problem i have with anime man there's just so much of it out there it's just like yeah. crazy <laughs> like it's absolutely crazy um i've recently started getting into um jojo's bizarre adventure um which is speaking of weird it's just it like i still can't really explain it to you like alf i i, I mm. like, if you can't <laughs> ask me what it's about i, I can't weird people say that really say what it's about but it's bright and it's funny and like you know there's action so okay great <laughs> i'm in but, <laughs> um yeah there's a japanese uh live action movie that's 
due on the way there was a trailer for that release as well and the trailer i thought was pretty good um it, it kind of it, it's gone like right back to the beginning of the story from what i've understand because um for people who know the, the character very well there's um you know there's a way 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 back in the beginning where things kind of uh, start to kick off and then i'm kind of kind of joined it in the middle really um once certain characters have been established and things like that but but um, yeah, yeah, that, that's coming out uh, soon in Japan as well. So I imagine if that's successful. Sorry, what's coming out? Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, right. There's a live action version of that coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, live action version. Oh, right. So yeah, we'll see. Um, I'll probably try and hunt that down and have a watch of that and, and see how that is. But um, yeah, let's, as I said, we open this out to you guys, the listeners, um, and you guys were been inundating us with your recommendations which has been brilliant so thank you very much to everybody um i'm going to do some quick big ups alongside some of these as well um so first of all uh big up to david he said uh, he would like a samurai shampoo and he would like that as a live action tv show um i think that could work could work potentially mm-hmm. could work uh, be a tough sell for the American audience because I, d- I don't know how much they they really mess with samurai in America unless it's Tom Cruise. So, but yeah, big up to you, David. Um, oh yeah, he also suggested uh, Vampire Hunter D as well. Um, but again, tough sell. I'd have to say tough sell. Um, I mean, mm, for, for the Haram Key, it'd be all right, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, I guess it could work as a horror show. Um, but, you know, I, I don't really trust them when it comes to, to that kind of... <laughs> True, really yeah, it's very it. unique. And, um, yeah, and Vampire Hunter D is not aged well as well. I watched it the other day. I was like, Jesus Christ, I used to like this so much. Yeah, like, it's not I haven't watched it in years, but, yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, it's not aged well. Okay, but big up to David. Um, Jerry, big up yourself as well. He said uh, Blue Gender. Um, I didn't know that one, so I had to look that one up. I've seen a few episodes of Blue Gender, I think. Yeah? Anything? Yeah, wait. Uh, from what I remember, it's about some guy who goes to sleep. Uh, he has an operation or something, and he wakes up, and it's years later, and there's, like, loads of big, big bugs around and that, and, like, there's some woman who saves him, and he's like, oh, what's going on, and uh, blah, blah. It was all right. I had a wicked theme tune, uh, but it's just standard sci-fi affair, really. I didn't, I didn't get... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, I remember this. Um... Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. You can watch it on YouTube, I think, um, because the episodes are there legally. Oh, right. Cool. Okay. I'll hunt that down then. Yeah, give that a look. Cool. Um, so, yeah, thank you to Jerry for that. Uh, he also, uh, oh, no, sorry. This is Andrew. Big up to Andrew. He said Ninja Scroll, um, a Ninja Scroll movie. Uh, could work. Yeah, yeah. I as long as they, it was as crazy as the actual. Yeah, exactly. It needs. The first movie, you know what I mean? It needs to be as, as the anime movie was. If it's not as insane, like motherfuckers made out of rock and all yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. People with bees in their back and shit. It, it needs to be all that otherwise. Yeah, yeah, all that shit. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't work, man. But yeah, big up Andrew. Um, the Russian kid. He suggested uh, Cyber City Oedo Eight Hundred Eight, which is old school. <laughs> yeah, man. Proper. I remember seeing that on Channel Four bare yeah. years ago. And I didn't properly get to watch the whole thing until I literally think about two or three years ago, found it online and watched it. Man, that that was, like you said, old school. Fucking old school, man. Yeah, super old school. But I can see why I suggested that, actually. I think that could work with with a bit of tweaking for the modern day. Um, yeah. Big up to Yellow Rage Attacks. Uh, she said, 
uh, she gave us a couple actually. She said, um, "High School of the Dead," uh, which I think is actually really good work, especially with the success of *I Zombie* as well and things like that. In, in yeah. the High School of the Dead would be, yeah, it would be really easy to do. So yeah, that's a good shout. Um, what else did she suggest? Uh, *Rage of Bahamut* Genesis, uh, which I haven't seen before, um, but I believe is a horror show, um, so possibly could work. Uh, she also said, uh, Kami Summer Kiss, uh, Corpse Party Tortured Souls, um, and Zetman. Uh, I don't know any of those, <laughs> I haven't seen it, but um, <laughs> I'm sure the listeners are probably familiar with a few of these. Um, so yeah, let us know what you think, <laughs> whether you think they would work. Uh, big up to Gordon as well. He said, um, wow, another old school one, Three by Three Eyes. Remember that? No, I've not heard of that one before. What's that, <laughs> yeah, what's that it about? Might be before your time, man. Probably. It's, it's bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. Anybody who's over the age of 30 and listening to this will be nodding their head right now. Go, yep, 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 yep. I remember that. Um, it was one of those that came out uh, when you first had the UK manga brand established in the UK. So you remember like the, the, the brand oh, manga okay. UK. Yeah. Um, they brought out like a whole slew of titles. Um, that had literally just come out in, in Japan and Free by Free Eyes was one of them. It's uh, Again, it's one of those that's so hard to sum up, but basically it's it's aliens, it's telepathy, it's, it's um, <laughs> genetic mutation, it's all kind of stuff thrown into to one, basically. Um, so yeah, that's Free by Free Eyes. Um, he also said a Crying Free Man remake. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to do that, man, because we've, we've still got like... Our what, the Mark the Cascos one? The Cascos version, man. <laughs> but no no that would be yeah that that's a good shout because it would be very very easy to do um you know it really doesn't yeah. require a lot to to do a, a crime free map remake and again it will appeal to the action crowd if you do it the right way so mm. yeah makes sense makes sense uh, big up to D Blue Guna as well. He said um, Berserker or Claymore. Um, Berserker, I never really got on with. You know, I, I, I've got to give it another try because enough people keep recommending it to me, but I just, I just never got on with it. Did you ever watch Berserker? No, I didn't watch Berserker or Claymore. But again, it's it's another one of those that I've heard people mention. I've seen pictures of because I can view them in my head, but again, just never got around to checking it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those. I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to make some time for it. I think. Um, and big up to Christina Allegria Williams as well. She said, uh, Ronin Warriors, um, which is one, again, another one I wasn't familiar with, um, but I had to look at it and I was like, mm, yeah, that could work, good work. So yeah, that's a good shout. Um, and finally big up to my boy Gilbino as well. He said, Blue Exorcist, um, which I think would work as well. Again, because again, because of the success of sort of things like iZombie and Supernatural and stuff mm. like that. Um, Blue Exorcist kind of fits into that vein. Um, so yeah, yeah, it could work. That could definitely work. So cool. That's, that was it, man. Those, those were our suggestions. Uh, did any of those leap out at you, Alvin, in terms of ones that you would definitely want to see live action? Or You know what? Like, if, if they said it in Japan and had like Asian American actors in it, fucking, and it was crazy, like you said, you know, bees in the back and all that, people made out of rock, fucking people who use electricity on strings and all this. Fucking Ninja Scroll would be the one, to be honest. If they kept it fucking weird, you know, and it's just like Jubei, like fucking running about and that, 
pretty much, you know what's weird in that movie, yeah? You know, he pretty much doesn't kill anyone yeah. with his sword. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't. Well, he kills <laughs> he kills some ninjas with his sword, but like yeah. the mate, the eight devils of Kimon, like mm. he doesn't he doesn't actually kill any of them. It's no. it's always something else that happens that means that they're defeated. That's fucking weird, that isn't it? Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I'd love to. I'd like I'd dig a ninja scroll if it was just some, him running about with his sword doing cool shit. That movie's cool, man. I fucking want to watch it now that you've <laughs> now that I've been reminded of it. Fucking, but yeah, Ninja Scroll. Um, also, I'm gonna just say I'd want to see Wicked City as a live action movie. I know there was one back in like '92 or something like that, but I mean, like a proper good one, like yeah. Men in Black style or something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? But with like demons and all that, and none of the weird tits and all that. I'll leave that shit out. Just we can have some tentacles in there, but not going down anyone's throat because that shit was too weird, man. <laughs> but yeah, I'd like to see uh, I'd like to see Wicked City. <laughs> yeah, man, definitely. But I, I disagree, man. You got to keep all of that stuff. Nah, the, man. The that tentacle bit. Spiders. <laughs> I don't mind that. The women turn into spiders. That shit's cool because that's creepy in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but tentacles. When tentacles come, I'm just like, nah, I'm all right, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like hell. You know, if if Twin Peaks can do weird, then then why the hell not do Wicked City weird? Yeah, man. I'd definitely do Wicked City live action. So yeah, those. are ones you can definitely put to the bank for us man we'll, we'll make it happen hollywood make it happen <laughs> <laughs> all right man well that's it we've we've uh, kind of pretty much come to the end of the show um before we wrap things up let me uh do a couple of big ups and shout outs as well um to all of you who are listening to this of course thank you very much for for listening we appreciate the support um if you like what we do let us know if you know people who would be interested in listening then tell them about us pass it on um, you know, the links are, are up everywhere. Um, and before I go, as I said, I'll let you know how you can interact with us on social media and, and through email and stuff. But um, I want to give a, a couple of big ups as well to some people who've um, really been kind of, well, been fucking with us from for a long while now um, and have really been pushing us forward as well. Um, so some big ups to uh, Miss L, aka Coco Brit. Um, shout out to uh, the Broken Elevator podcast as well. Um, Kung Fu Driving Podcast, uh, Big Up to the Basement Condition. Those guys have really pushed us hard as well. Thank you very much. Um, Nightmare on Film Street, uh, The Crazy Town. Uh, big Up to Glenn and her podcast as well. Love your show, guys. Keep doing your thing. Um, Open All Powers Podcast, uh, Beardo and a Weirdo Talk Film, Just in Time Podcast, PTO Podcast, Ken and Jay. Um, JD Negro from By Chance Podcast as well is dope. Uh, the Podcast Brothers, Work With Kids, uh, Talk It Out Podcast, um, and The Drunken Dorks as well. Um, so yeah, thank you to all of you. Um, if I've missed anybody, I'm sorry. I, I was writing this really quickly, so yeah, please forgive me. Um, and also to some of our li- regular listeners as well, thank you very much for, for messing with us. We, we know you listen to us each and every week, and we really, really appreciate it as said. Um, in particular, I want to give some big ups to uh, my boy, David. Um, thank you for uh, listening along, bro. We appreciate it. Um, thank you to Graceful Viking as well. She always listens in every week. Thank you to Yellow Rage Attacks as well. She always listens in. Uh, thank you to George. Thank you to Daniel. Thank you to all the people who are always kind of listening in and, and feeding back to us as well when you listen in. That, that's great. We appreciate that. Um, before we wrap things up as well, let me just quickly plug... Uh, uh, May Amada's Gamepad event. They've got an event coming up 
in September. Uh, it's going to be absolutely dope, and we're definitely going to be there this time. Um, we were due to go to the last one. didn't quite happen, but we're going to be there. Um, what is Gamepad, you're asking? It's a social gaming event. Um, we'll have details coming up on the blog very, very soon for that, so look out for that. Uh, and we'll also have Nigel and hopefully Lau from Mayamada here on the show with us. Uh, in a couple of weeks' time to give some more details as well about what they're doing with that. But it's really, really dope. Um, so, yeah, go and check them out. Uh, you can head to their website, mayamada.com, uh, and find out loads of information about what they're doing there. And also a big up and a quick plug for my boy, Jed Shepard. Um, he's written a movie called uh, Dawn of the Death, um, which is a short horror film. If you're a fan of horror films and you love to support independent films and especially British independent films, then this is what you should be doing. So you can go and check that out. It's on Vimeo at the moment. Um, so head on over to Vimeo and, and search for Dawn of the Death and you'll find it there. Um, also, you can check out Jed on social media as well. Just type in Jed Shepard and you'll find him on Twitter especially. Um, so hit him up and holler at him if you watch the movie. Um, and that's it. Uh, Alf, anything you want to plug quickly before we go? Eh, eh, well, just the usual. Uh, the Twitter and Instagram at BigA85GL. There you can find all my mental musings. And, and yeah, if you want to check out uh, the YouTube, you can if you want. No biggie. Uh, yeah, and there's regular content on there, which I'm, I'm doing now at least once a week. So, yeah, give that a gander if you want. Yeah, man, go and check it out. I didn't really I sell it, did I? a video about um, Star Wars recently as well, which was quite interesting, I thought. Did um, I? Yeah, yeah, you did about the uh, the new show, <laughs> Force. Uh, oh, um, Forces of Destiny, Forces which of is Destiny. just an advert for yeah. Toys for Girls. That's 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 not even me insulting it. It is. It is. They're like the animation is cheap. It's not even a real series. It's a little web series. They're all like two minutes long. It's just so they can sell toys. It's a smart idea, but like people can't see it for some reason. That it's just an advert for toys. Mm. Well, it is what it is, and that that's what they do. I yeah. mean, Hasbro made a bloody like ton doing that, didn't they? With Transformers. But, but at least there's a full, real, legit series, though. They couldn't even be asked doing that with this, which I think is a disrespect. All right. Well, listeners, go go over to um, Alvin's channel, the the Man Geek on YouTube, and and check out those videos and let him know what you think as well. Um, as for us, well, we're everywhere now, so you can catch us on YouTube um, right here, of course, on on YouTube at Wulong Talks. If you type that in, you'll find us. You can also get us um, via the audio podcasts on SoundCloud. Uh, we're available on Acast, we're available on iTunes and on Stitcher. So you've got no excuses now. So you can go in and find us wherever you look. Um, also, social media. Um, I haven't been tweeting for a while, but I'm planning on picking that back up again. So follow us on Twitter at Wulong Talks. Um, it's usually me who's doing all the tweeting. So just holler at me. I'm happy to you know, have a chat with you about any old thing, really. Um, I'm bored. I don't have many friends listeners, so help me out here. Um, <laughs> Facebook, we've got our Facebook page, Wulong Talks podcast. So if you use Facebook, you can find us there. Uh, Tumblr, we've got a Tumblr page as well, Wulong Talks. Um, you can follow us there. You'll find links to our articles and, and things like that on there as well. Um, and have I missed something else? Oh, yeah, Instagram, of course. Yeah, so you can follow us on Instagram as well. 
uh, at Wulong Talks. Okay, I think that's going to do it, man. So um, I'm going to head on out of here. Listeners, thanks a lot for checking us out this week. As said, uh, make sure that you share this podcast with anybody else who's interested. If you're if you're listening to us on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up. If you're listening to the audio podcast, you know, like, share, subscribe, give us feedback. We love it all here. So let us know what's going on. All right, I'm out of here because my belly's been rumbling this whole podcast and you probably heard it on the mic. So I need to go and eat something. So I'm going to say good night. Alvin, say good night. Good night. And we're out of here, man. Peace. <laughs>